0: hours in hardware stores. Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sucere. Sometimes you eat the bar. Sometimes the bar, well, eats you. We lost a great living American on January 12 at the age of 100 years and 93 days. Wow. Glenn Strandberg. Uh, I got a note from uh, his grandson, Darren. Uh He spent his entire uh, war career in world war ii as a medic all over the world Hmm. and then he came back and farmed uh near atwater minnesota let me double check that did he farm near atwater uh he went from a medic to a farmer he also worked in dachau oh Uh, uh where did he farm he took over the family farm in 1946 uh, in... After everything he saw, he came back and, went and, and lived a quiet life of a farmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in March of 46, he took over the family farm and continued to farm until 1975. He milked cows until 1969, raised cattle, sheep, and crops, and had a sheep shearing and dipping business. He also worked at a sales barn for many years, had four kids, and uh, he was a great living American down around the Atwater, Minnesota area. What is... uh, Congrats on on the century, Mark. What is this? JC? Hey, Joe. Yes? I'm listening to you guys, but I'm watching CNBC with the sound off. Okay. Just before they broke at 2 o'clock, they posted
1: this tweet on the air.
0: Yep.
1: Sioux Falls Police, we have just been contacted by the Minneapolis Police Department and are assisting in the locating of the Minnesota
0: Vikings defense. If located, we will let you know. We must hurry as we've only been given a 30-minute time limit to assist. (laughs) All right. Thank you. We started looking for him. Dave? Yes? Hi. Thanks for taking my call, Joe. Yes, go ahead. Mike, my my simple comment
1: was uh, the Vikings maybe uh, should, instead of spending time on, and I don't know if they spend time in practice, with their antics in the end zone, but maybe uh, act like they've done it before and yeah. spend a little more time maybe conditioning or or
0: reading the playbook. All right, thank you. Let's move on here. Be upbeat, people. I, I, I now slip in. after your pep talks. Now, well, I'm slipping into my role now as the great denier. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be very serious. This is a piece from USA Today. And I don't know how you can be a believer uh, in the fact that your minivan is ruining the earth when you hear this. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yep. Uh, It's been 246 days since a person in the U.S. was killed by a tornado, the longest such streak since accurate records began in 1950, according to NOAA Storm Prediction Center. That easily beats the previous record-long streak of 220 days, set from June 24, 2012, through Jan 30, 2013, said Patrick Marsh, a meteorologist at the center. That'd be National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Got it. Long stretches without a single tornado death are becoming more common. All streaks of 200 days or longer have occurred within the last five years, Marsh said. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, that's a a plus, a positive thing. Well, get ready. Hmm. As for a reason for this streak, there really isn't one besides good luck said Harold Brooks, a tornado researcher with NOAA's National Severe Storms Laboratory in Nor- Norman, Oklahoma. So that's, we're, we're just l- lucky that we've gone that stretch. <sighs> Come on, euphorians. It's as plain as the nose on your face. If you all know, you all know uh, what this fellow would have said had the reverse been true, And that tornadoes were becoming more deadly. You all know what that would be blamed on. Am I right? I don't, there can be no hyperbole there. There's no exaggeration. Had the U.S. in the last five years recorded an increase in deadly tornadoes, you all know perfectly well what would have been blamed for it. Now you have five years when increasingly records are established for the longest stretches of time between tornado deaths, which is a good thing. And what they come up with for that is, that's just good luck. We went through this before. What was yeah. the, oh, uh, major uh, hurricanes, hurricanes. Uh, hurricanes hitting yeah. the U.S. Uh, the, we went through about a 10-year stretch. That was just good luck. But the minute one hit, that's, that's climate change. You can't have it both ways. However, with fewer tornadoes in recent years, uh, however, while fewer tornadoes in recent years is one explanation for the lower death toll, it doesn't tell the whole story, according to the National Weather Service. It's not surprising that the four longest periods on record without a tornado fatality have occurred within the last six years, said Weather Service Director Louis Ussolini. He said that since the deadly 2011 tornado season which included the Joplin, Missouri tornado that killed over 150 people, NOAA has made a concerted effort to improve America's preparedness and response. We are invested in faster supercomputers and better models to improve our forecasts and warnings, Uselini said. So they they really they really can't let go uh, of the probability of hysteria, uh, you all would be dying. But we've upgraded our they equipment. Oh, <laughs> we BS. hit the refresh button. BS. We're luck. We're it is luck. It, right, I, I, accept it, that it's luck. it. I accept it right. because we can't control it. I accept that it's good luck. Yep. Just as I accept that it's bad luck if you're getting hammered. That's bad luck. Right. Uh, last year's severe weather became infrequent after May 2017. Uh and it just goes on to show these dates uh anything more on this although the official tornado database only goes back to 1950 less complete records from earlier in the century show a streak of 263 days from june 1901 to march 1902 barring a freak of freak event and looking at the predicted weather pattern over the next couple of weeks we should break that unofficial record, too. So we're heading into a period here of even uh, stretching out the number of days between the loss of life due to a tornado. That's wonderful. That's great that's, news. You know, we roll your dice with nature, and we just had—that's good luck. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then should there be a whopper that takes out some people, maybe even here in Minnesota, well, you know what that is? That's bad luck. But it won't get caused bad luck. It. it won't get called bad luck. You, you got to wake up, people. This is nothing but a political movement. It's B as in B, S as in S. You can't have it both ways. And if this doesn't open your eyes to that, I, uh, I'm there's at a, no hope for you. I, I'm at a loss to continue to help you.
1: music you cannot oh. stop
0: him he'll just make a move hey you and got to Jones throw a song
2: oh this is just i got goosebumps man geez kenny's here as a guest and he already has a sponsor it's, it's just lunch, lunch. Really? Yeah. Like right. Here.
1: msp <laughs> is open but the runways are closed no incoming. you can bring that back up when kenny's done with action force team 1500. so no incoming or outgoing flights at msp we've had several stalled out cars Well, one example is the ramp from 101 to Northbound 169 in Shakopee, but this is happening at about 80 ramps around the metro right now. Uh, People are going too slow to make it up the inclines on the ramps and loops, so they get stalled out, and then there's a big backup. And a real nightmare. I've also heard numerous scanner calls about jackknives semis. Uh, just a couple of travel times here for you. Westbound 394, downtown to 494, 30 minutes. East 36, Roseville split out to White Bear Avenue. You're looking at 30 minutes and 694, doesn't matter which way you're going, between Highway 100 and 35E, it's 30 to 40 minutes. So plan on doubling or tripling your travel time. Oh, and you had a little something, Such. Just okay. I just looked at University
0: Avenue. It seems to be standstill. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. it's no good. Stay off University. Especially <laughs> until 4. You
0: didn't have to say that. Oh, whoops.
2: My mic was on.
1: Such
0: and I did a wonderful job there. And you <laughs> just blew it. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, likes, uh, you like you uh, like syrup, Billy. Uh, I bought some syrup
2: yesterday at the High V in uh, Cottage Grove. Honestly, just, no, just it. Just love, it just, it just, love to sell some High vee <laughs> fine. fine. Good luck, Sue. It's fine a restaurant. Uh, you like a Restor- maple syrup restaurante?
0: <laughs> yes, I like me. Ma- I like real maple syrup. Well, yes, I do. Well, we got new scientific studies saying, so oh, "Well, global warming is going to kill the syrup." It's going to.
2: The trees are going to shrivel up or dry yeah,
0: up? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the trees are not going to be able to survive the impending hot and dry climate caused by man-made climate change. Are we just
2: unlucky that they're going to stop?
0: This was a study by who? Uh, according to the study, who's the study? Uh, sugar maples found in eastern North American forests will be unable to uh, to make it. Uh According to Newsweek, the study was led by the University of Michigan ecology professor Inez Ibanez. The findings were published in the scientific journal Ecology. The study began in 1994 and ended in 2013. It examined a thousand trees in four Michigan locations. Newsweek reports the study was searching for two things the effects of a warm and dry climate caused by global warming on the trees and whether excess soil nitrogen would help curb climate change efforts. The study conducted two scenarios. First, they tested the effects of a 1 degree Celsius temperature increase over the next century. Then they tested the effects of a 5-degree Celsius temperature increase with 40% less rainfall over the summer. Both uh, scenarios stunted the trees. So these are just projections. Yeah, it's it's more, you know, this is how this woman made her living for the last 10 years. Scaring the hell out of people. Determining that you ain't going to have no syrup on your pancakes be able to go there and buy them anymore. Isn't that amazing? Did we lose any... uh, Nothing's happening. Uh, uh, In other words, the study cannot demonstrate that during her study period uh, the the span of her study did not reflect any loss of any trees. So this is a projection. Right. This is her throwing it out into the future saying, you know, we could run out of syrup. Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose we could. You could run out of tobacco. You could run out of wheat. You could who knows yeah, but if and if we continue to get a maple syrup, Matt, yep. what would that be? that'd be a uh, a good thing. that'd be what would
2: it be called? A good luck It'd be good luck right we, we'd have we would have it was bad luck if we'd lose it it sounds to good me, luck if we have well, it. Here,
0: here here's here's what it sounds to me like in the world of the academy. the woman uh, who uh, is a scientist uh apparently. Uh, no, an ecology professor, Inez Ibanez. It sounds to me like she woke up one day and said, I'm going to do a study to see if we're going to run
2: out of syrup. That's a really good point. How did she arrive at deciding that maple
0: syrup was going to be their, uh, their focus? And, and so she had, to, she had to concoct these fabulous schemes in her head to, to prove her point. Her hypothesis is that man-made global warming would be would be killing off the trees. Well, which it hasn't done yet. Right. But she's able to say yes, but it could, it would. Look how far yeah, out into we, the future. I mean, we studied it. You know, I studied it. What the hell? I mean, well, I had scientists. You, you, you working can't with only me. study
2: the future and not have any, um, uh, you know, results,
0: solid results.
2: Th- that's just projections.
0: Well, it, this isn't science. Science is the proof of a hypothesis. You have to arrive at a conclusion. This is just a a wondering. This is a speculation, right? That we're going to run out of maple syrup because a study, a a, a professor at Michigan State decided, hmm, I bet I could. I bet I could milk this for a while. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. I could milk this for a long time. I'm going to sit out there and, and prove that you know we could run out of maple syrup. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I bet we could. You know what that would be to me? Bad luck. Bad luck. I would hate that because I like real maple you
2: syrup. Yeah,
0: you. I'm not even that much of a syrup guy. Ooh. So yeah, waffles, toast. Pardon, French toast. To Chris. Reeves. Uh, Ed, line one, please. Ed, go
3: ahead. So, Joe, this was a was it a 200 year projected study?
0: Oh, let me get it back. Uh... I don't know. You...
3: Was any any mention of whether the Vikings made it to the Super
0: Bowl no, again or not? No <laughs> yeah, do we have that? <laughs> boom, boom, bing, boom, bing. Well, did, did it? Did it mention the Vikings? it? Did not I know. don't think
2: you could study that because it's too unpredictable. the The weather is more climate is more predictable. And though. Millie was still at that game right. two hundred years. Do we get Millie? Is she okay?
0: <laughs> Let me ask you something. Here. Here we go. Do you not find at least a kernel? of intrigue in the idea that there is something to be embraced in this continued failing do do, do can you go down that road at all or do, don't you want I to go
2: then um it's like again susan lucci losing every year she was nominated for the award let me, let me but re- she
0: even she eventually won all right Let me recast the question. Susan Lucci. I don't know why you had to bring up a bleeping soap opera (laughs) when there's so many better examples. For example, the Cubs, right? Okay, how many? What what, was it, 101 years? Better example. 108. 108 years, then they win the World Series. I'll bet you, I'll bet you there were people in Chicago who, even though they love the Cubs and they love their town and they love baseball, I bet you there were people. who were disappointed because they had seized upon that as their distinction.
2: Uh, I can see what you're
0: saying, and yes. Um, I think it's one of the most charming things I've ever read on the sports pages back in 2016 to learn that Chicagoans had taken transistor radios to cemeteries and sat there with their departed loved ones with the game on. I thought that was the most charming thing I've ever read. (laughs) Isn't that isn't that sweet? I loved it. I'm with you. Oh, it's I'm just absolutely sweet. with just you. Sweet. Yeah, it's a little extreme, but... but I'll but I'll bet you there were people who they probably didn't go public with it because you would have been going against the grain. But I bet there were people who thought, oh, you know what? We're no longer we're no longer the distinguished. We have entered the realm of the regular. And I, I maintain that uh I'm going to Continue to coach myself to accept the futility of the magnificent bastards.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, but see, I still want to win, though, too. I still want to. Why? That is charming. It's charming to be a a longtime loser. But. but, And I know what you're saying. I know what you're grasping at. But I guess. I'm trying to be helpful. For me, I want mine. I, I want to feel. See, I wouldn't feel that, that wouldn't do much for me. I want to feel like I felt uh, that last, the last game they won. When, when I was, I was let down. You know what? I that was game, aw, shucks.
0: You know what that game tells you? That that, when you look back on it, they just had some extraordinarily good luck. But you know what the difference was? Like the climate. You got to be in the game to have good luck. Good luck yesterday wouldn't have done a thing for Oh, you.
2: You're right, you're right,
0: you're right. You have to be in
2: it to have luck. I want to feel like I felt at the end of that game. That, that thirty second span. A, of it was euphoria. a fun. It was
0: a fun thirty seconds of a, a dopamine hit yes. in your brain. Yes. Then it. Then. Then yesterday and came the Moscow out. mule kicked in. Right. Then you. Right. Then you. Then your <laughs> wife tried to talk to you, and you went. Mm-hmm. Aren't you gonna talk to me? Mm-mm. You kind of gave us the via text. You weren't responding. Well, I did see it, and
2: I I I was fine last. I was not. She said, "Hey Rook, are you uh, are you
0: only speaking like this?" Mm-mm,
2: mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. I, I couldn't press the phone. My fingers are Won't on the you button. just talk to me? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, why do you bring that up? No, she's picking up my son from school,
0: listening, and now we're reliving that again. That was the low point. Garage Logic will be back shortly, but.
2: garage logic segment number eight johnny height we're going to deliver oh i got the line already i have a question boys yes it's not meant to be funny it's a serious question here we go uh my wife has a 2000 what jetta 2009 2008 uh, yes jetta? Nine. jetta station wagon yep uh rear wheel drive I believe front, front. Okay, got a good deal on that car. Uh, no, I got ripped off. But um, <laughs> if she's driving around right now, yeah. When do you use the S gear? Uh, Reverse, neutral, drive, and S. Would that be if you're on a side street, maybe trying to go up a hill? Is that in as the O S gear? No, dummy. Oh. Uh, Or is that just trying to get up the hill into the the driveway? I don't
0: think it has anything. It might be sport.
2: Oh, you don't think it's It might just change the
0: shifting pattern. Uh, Oh, because we would want those. There is an owner's manual that came with that car. (laughs) I'd, I'd probably look at that.
3: I'll check it. Probably out. the cubby hole or something. Well, uh-huh. she
0: she uh-huh. said she's slipping
2: around today a little bit.
0: Well, I you know what? Are you going to blame that on me? No, the guy bought the car <laughs> My from. My fault, isn't it? The guy bought the car from the ripped me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did want the greatest deal in the history of cars. <laughs> well, it was better than that. It was
2: better than that. Did you ever get that title figured out? Yeah, we got the title figured out. That was sent back to me, though. Yeah, Here we
3: Here's go. John Height in the Rejected. newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Yes, snow, blowing <laughs> snow in 30 degrees. Uh, the Vikings season is over. The last official act will be head coach Mike Zimmer's season-ending press conference. That will happen tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. And we'll have every word of it to, in the lounge. We'll the we lounge might not press. have enough lounge music. You're going to make sure we do. Oh. For the second time in over just a week, an Eagles fan was arrested yesterday for punching a police horse. <laughs> a horse again? Again, yes. Not the same the, horse. Outside the link. Different horse. Okay, See, we wouldn't do that. We no. wouldn't do that. No. Philly horse. fans really are the worst. Oh, they they're
0: threw full cans of beer at people. Yeah. Full and they cans. had uh, very disparaging words for our gal
3: Millie. Oh, yikes. Really? Yeah. But they did Go their own Philly. They, they had their own 100-year-old guy in the stands. They, they, did. Did. Yeah. they did. Yeah, they were copying. They they carried some signs through the streets that involved Millie's name that we, we better Ooh, yeah. not say on the air. Let's put for it that
0: God's way. sake.
3: They are, uh, go New England. That's all I'm going to say. Well, police reported no arrests from the celebrations that took place in the streets after the win over the Vikings. Few people were taken into custody before the kickoff, and one of them was Andrew Tornetta. He was charged with aggravated assault, simple assault, recklessly endangering another person, and related charges. According to a police report, Tornada is accused of punching a police horse. The report reads the corporal gave a verbal command for the person to leave the area. He refused. While mounted atop the horse, the corporal began to escort the man away from the crowd, again telling him to leave. The offender became verbally combative and maneuvered himself out of his jacket, was grabbed by his sweatshirt to maintain control. The offender then hit the officer's horse Two times with his fist on the horse's right front shoulder. Poor horse. Mm -hmm. He did strike the corporal on the right side of his face, below his eye, causing redness and swelling. The offender then shed the rest of his garments and began walking away back into the crowd. Uh, He was arrested by police. Of course, we had the story last week about a fella after the Atlanta Falcons-Eagles game who also punched a police horse. What the hell do they do if they lose? Wild at home tonight. They're playing Ottawa at the Excel Energy Center. You 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 may have mentioned it. I missed it, Johnny. Sorry. But what what is the formal charge? Because it's, it's oh, like you're attacking a police of them, officer yeah. He's when you be, punch all a police kinds horse. Uh, Aggregated assault, simple assault, recklessly endangering another person and other related charges. That's ah. what the story had. Have fun in jail, bud. News notes from today, weather-causing problems. You heard Kenny, of course, talking about all the traffic issues, and the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport announced at one today. All four runways were closed due to heavy snowfall and winds in our area. The airport remains open, but dozens of flights are canceled or delayed due to the weather. University of Minnesota professor accused of going on an illegal gun-buying spree last summer has agreed to sell his guns in exchange for the charges eventually being dismissed. Dr. Masood Amin is a high-ranking professor and the director at the university's Technological Leadership Institute. Investigators say Amin purchased 14 handguns in seven different stores across the metro in a two-week span last summer. At the time of the buys, he was under a felony indictment accused of forging a financial document in his divorce. Federal law prohibits people under felony indictments from buying firearms. According to the agreement, the judge accepted this morning Amin will sell all 14 guns that he bought at the time. Seven gross misdemeanor weapons charges will be dismissed as long as he does not face any other gun charges in the next year. He'll also have to provide proof to the court that the weapons were sold. He's also charged with felony aggravated forgery. Uh, One of his attorneys said we're pleased that the case is going to be dismissed. The forgery case, though, is still set to go to trial in April. Senate Democrats bowing to pressure to reopen the government today, joining Republicans in backing an immigration and spending compromise that was quickly denounced by liberals and immigration activists. About 60 hours after the federal government first shut down, a bipartisan group of negotiators in the Senate prevailed with leadership, trading Democratic support for reopening the government for a commitment by Republicans to hold a vote, resolving the status of young undocumented immigrants. That would have to be done according to the agreement by mid
2: February. Uh, Rook, an email from Mark. The S gear is second gear. It's a lower
3: gear, and I think it's actually worse in snow, causes the wheels to spin. So it's like a super low? That's email hmm. from Mark. All right. Mm-hmm. Vice President... Don't leave
0: it in D and go to Dayton. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she knows that one. <laughs> Vice President Mike Pence says reports that an adult film star had an alleged affair with President Trump are baseless allegations. Pence speaking to the Associated Press during a visit to Jerusalem today. He said he was not going to comment on the latest baseless allegations against the president. A Wall Street Journal reporting that the president's personal lawyer brokered a payment to pornographic actress Stormy Daniels in October 2016 to prohibit her from publicly talking about the affair before the election. Daniels' real name is Stephanie Clifford. Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen, has denied there was any relationship. He gave the journal a statement from Stormy Daniels denying receiving any hush money. The AP reported the tabloid magazine held back from publishing her 2011 account of the alleged affair after Cohen threatened to sue. Kenny, you got something just,
1: for us? Just one thing. Two runways at MSP have reopened. They, they have. Okay. Yeah, with, just you. within
3: the last 30 minutes. Okay. Or Good. So. Good. Thank you. Is that an
0: indication of changing weather or they finally got them plowed?
1: I think they just got ahead of it for a few minutes. Yeah. 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 That could change again.
3: A mall in Florida said that two so-called explosive devices that triggered alarms and a fire last night were only signal flares. Police said two improvised explosive devices ignited inside Eagle Ridge Mall in central Florida. Lake Wales Police Deputy Chief Troy Schultz told news outlets the Lake Wales Fire Department received an alarm call at the Eagle Ridge Mall. When en route to that call, their alarm for smoke was turned into a structure fire call. When they got there, they found smoke in the service corridor just outside a J.C. Penney store. When they went inside, they discovered what the two devices described as a type of flare wrapped in PVC and then wrapped in electric tape that had detonated. The mall issued a statement today clarifying that the things were indeed flares. Uh, They had gone off in a largely empty area of the mall, triggering the fire alarm. You may need eyewear to fight off motion sickness in your self-driving car. University of Michigan researchers have patented a system that could use glasses or a headset to prevent a disconnect between your sense of motion and what you see. That approach would use a set of sequentially activated light pipes that would imitate the movement of the autonomous vehicle in your peripheral view, giving your body a frame of reference while freeing you to check your phone without getting sick. The technology could be embedded... So by, by nature, nature, God created us...
2: To not be on our phones in the car. Because he gave us that, ooh, motion sickness. I agree. Techno- <laughs> I'm taking that one to the dinner table tonight All right. to the
0: boy. All right. Yeah, it's really not that
3: interesting. So, oh, the technology. As as this will never uh, <laughs> affect me.
0: Uh, because I'll never have a self driving car. Okay. I'll be a holdout for yeah. as long as possible. What if they make it? Like the old buggy, Doc Baker, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jonathan Newhouse in the <laughs> Jonathan uh, 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 Uhouse, yes. Weather Center. Yep. Doc Baker. Yep. Okay, <laughs> Doc. We'll call fire. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels
4: fine. Joe Sushalay.
0: like you mean it. it.
4: Here's Jonathan Uhaus in the Channel 5 Weather Center. All right. Good afternoon, guys. Well, where do we even start with this thing? So you've got people up in, uh, say, uh, St. Cloud, Monticello listening. They're probably like, what are you guys whining about? People in South St. Paul are saying, I think the whole sky just fell on top of us. So quite a snowstorm sitting over the Twin Cities, a very compact and dangerous uh, blizzard ongoing here across southern Minnesota this afternoon. You get outside the Twin Cities, and it is a whole different world. You have uh, no wind. Uh, Shelter there, and so that wind is causing whiteout conditions. Uh, Just as you get outside the city limits there of Cottage Grove and Invergrove Heights, you're going to find extremely difficult conditions. I'll break down the radar here for you right now, too. We see a very intense band of snow producing two inches of snow per hour lined up from Burnsville through Egan up to South St. Paul, Invergrove Heights, and then over to Newport and the south side of Woodbury. That particular snow area could even have some thunder in it, and it's actually moving back to the west. So it's overtaking 494 and heading towards. Mendota Heights, and eventually the Mall of America area. So I'm outlining that for you because if you're driving there, forget it. It's going to be tough here over the next two hours. And then the rest of the Twin Cities, we see heavy snowfall as far north right now as New Hope and Crystal, and then lighter snowfall as you get into the north metro. So this heavy snow is going to continue up until about 7 o'clock. Total snow accumulations in the Twin Cities will range from... One to four inches north of Coon Rapids, four to eight inches in most of the Twin Cities, with some isolated pockets a little bit higher than that, and then eight to twelve inches south of the Minnesota River, so that's the Lakeville, Burnsville, Eagan, Apple Valley areas, and then further south, Waseca and Owatonna, which have really seen the snow lighten up, will probably wind up with 18 inches of snow. And uh, we'll see this again start to wind down about 7 o'clock. The snow will get a lot lighter, and then the snow should end by 10 o'clock. So we've got another five-hour stretch here, some intense weather. Overnight temperature drops to 15. Northwest winds will be still screaming at us here, 15, 25 miles per hour, but then lightening up as we get into tomorrow. Tomorrow, partly cloudy in the afternoon, 23. 28 on Wednesday, 34 Thursday, and 40 Friday. So the good thing about this is once this is over, we are going to uh, escape uh, ice and snow stuck on the sidewalks like it was a few weeks ago. So we'll be able to clean up from this fast. But no travel advised from the south side of the Twin Cities to the Iowa border. Right now, the absolute worst of this storm, I kid you not, the worst of this is sitting right over south St. Paul and then extending up to west St. Paul and just about the Highland Park area of St. Paul. And that's where the heaviest snow and that whole area is drifting to the northwest at this moment well um thank you Do you have records
0: by any chance
4: i do and uh we've got 51 in 1942 51 in 1942 and one of the coldest days ever in the twin <clears throat> cities on this date 34 below in 30. 1936
0: holy mackerel all right thank you kenny did you want to weigh in i i wrote a headline i'm so
1: proud of this all right oh, slow drivers on slippery slopes Because, listen to this It's not that good. In addition to the spin-outs, the rollovers, the multi-car meet-and-greets, etc., our biggest problem right now is people stuck on ramps and clover leaves due to driving too slow on slippery inclines. Okay. And, And I'm serious. It's like 90 ramps around town have been shut down because people can't make it up the hill. They're going too slow. Or there's too much traffic and they just simply can't get up to speed. So that's a big problem right now. Just for an example, here's just a few. Both northbound hennepin Lindale to westbound 394 and westbound 94, both both of those ramps, downtown Minneapolis, blocked. Six
0: Street. Because of people who are stalled on the ramp. On
1: the ramp. Can't go up the hill. Right. East uh, Sixth Street to eastbound 94, north 61 to Warner Road, where Jonathan said it's moving through right now. Southbound 35E to southbound 52, that's also in that same area. People just stuck on ramps. Hmm. So if you're stuck on a ramp, uh, unclench and relax. It's going to be a while. I'm getting a hotel room. By the way, is it leaves or leafs? Clover leaves or clover leaves?
0: Wow, that's a good question. I would go with leafs.
1: Yeah, it sounds better.
0: Yeah, I, that's how I would go by is what it clover sounds Clover leaves? Like. Clover leaves. Yeah, clover well, leaves. Well, because they're not clover leaves, Clover leaves sounds wrong. Yeah.
1: Right. Anyway.
0: You got any bikers going the wrong way in a roundabout? <laughs> <laughs> well, say... Uh, we got a donut eating champion. What do you got? Now you're talking my bidney. Uh huh. Bidney in Elizabeth City, in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Uh, a North Carolina man uh, who uh, made headlines for winning a donut eating contest has been arrested again. What uh, shop did he uh, break into? Oh,
2: uh, he broke into Dunkin' Donuts. That's
0: correct. Huh? Look at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not even an Oompa Quiz. That's mm-hmm. too easy. The Virginia pilot reports 27-year-old Bradley Hardison of Elizabeth City was charged Thursday with stealing from a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, He's charged with uh, felonies, including breaking uh, and entering, larceny. It was not clear whether he ate any donuts. It's not clear whether he ate any I got a story here that really bothers me. It's about your people, Rook. All right, what do you got? Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah, we got quite a few over there. Even as the issue of immigration has been central to the government shutdown in Washington, which apparently is no longer shut down, a respected doctor at Kalamazoo's Bronson Methodist Hospital, who has been living in America for 40 years, is now in jail after U.S. immigration and customs enforcement agents took him from his home in handcuffs. That's where they need to use common sense. It sounds like he's a productive member. Bleep you, ICE. Mm Mm-hmm. Lucas Nietzsche, N I E C, Polish, N I E C. N I E C E C. Niek. Niek. Uh, now, I'm gonna go Niek. with Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Lucas Nietzsche, an internal medicine doctor putting in long hours uh, as a as a hospitalist for Bronson. His co-workers describe him as the model of what a physician should be. And now he's sitting in a jail cell in Calhoun County with no idea of when or if he will be free to return to his patients and family. In 1979, my parents were both doctors. They left Poland and took two suitcases and two small children. My brother was five and I was six, and they came here for a better life for their kids, said Iwona Nietzsche-Viller Saturday as she sat next to her sister-in-law. Now the siblings are in their mid-forties. She's an attorney. He's a doctor. They have been in America for 40 years on a permanent green card. Okay. He doesn't even speak Polish, Nietzsche-Viller said. On Tuesday, as Nietzsche was enjoying a day off uh, with his tween girls at his home on the lake in this exclusive neighborhood near Kalamazoo, three ICE officers came to his home, told him he was being taken into custody, and took him to jail. Uh, That doesn't even sound like America, does it? It doesn't. That's just pathetic. There's no evidence, and I don't have time to read the whole story it's a W.O.O.D. TV story out of Michigan there's no evidence here whatsoever that this guy's a problem uh and but the but the you know what the theory is what's the theory that ice you proud of yourselves boys Are you really cracking down on the people yeah, causing problems aren't you uh the uh ice will not comment on the case and has held no hearings uh this the only spot on this guy's record is when he was a teenager. A couple of destruction of property deals for less than 100, which we have all had no, he's in our kid. lives. He's a kid. Uh, he pleaded guilty to those charges more than 25 years ago under the Holmes Youthful Trainee Act that allows young first offenders to avoid a criminal record if they never offend again, which he has not. He became a doctor. What's he's helping people. What's the purpose of ICE doing that? Well, and then not think about a it hearing. for a minute. Think about it for a minute. Uh, uh, he cannot. He doesn't want to go back to Poland, a country he doesn't even know. He has no family. Both their parents passed away in the U.S. He doesn't know anyone. He wouldn't know where to go. Nietzsche Valer said. Uh, his wife said their two daughters need their dad. He's an excellent physician. He's loving. He's caring. He's an honorable husband, and he's always helping others. Said the doctor's wife, Rachel Burkhardt Nietzsche. Where's the theory here? There's a theory. Uh, Okay. Okay. Mark Ash. An immigrant attorney, an immigration attorney in Kalamazoo said in the last year, ICE has broadened its scope, meaning that cases the agency would not have gone after previously are now fair game because they're trying to prove they're not uh, pointing out uh, that it's possible that ICE is targeting affluent immigrants of European descent to avoid the appearance of of racial profile well, not yeah, well you know like Two wrongs don't make a right this guy has seen more urban wildlife than a dnr field agent with a phd joe suchere ruck you remember you said you wanted the losers of the nfc uh, the uh, the conference championships to have their own playoff yeah i have an answer for you via an emailer Oh. We'll get to it when we uh, do sports. Patrick is okay. Uh, will be joining us shortly, and uh, he might not take my view of of the uh, upbeat nature of this. Mm. Fifteen hundred, okay. ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, mm. Minneapolis. It's thirty degrees and snowing more.